1: And welcome everybody to the Pod's Honest Truth with David Brody. Hope you're well, everybody out there in podcast land. If there is such a thing, of course there's such a thing. Hey, big, big guest uh, today on the podcast. Sorry, though, I, I want to be clear. I don't want to get your hopes up too much. It's not my mother, uh, my liberal Jewish mother from New York, not the biggest Trump fan in the world, uh, she's still trying to get her. So as we like to say in the business, efforting that big exclusive with my mom, but uh, right now, eh, not really talking possibly. Uh, After the election, if it goes well for my mom, if you know what I'm saying. All right. No, on the podcast today, Franklin Graham, Uh, we sat down with him at the Museum of the Bible. Great discussion, talked about a lot, especially about this storm. That's the word he used, the storm that's coming against evangelical Christians in America. And his basic take is like, look, we need Donald Trump in office four more years to this is what he said, quote, give us more time before the storm comes, what does he mean by that? He'll explain it on the podcast today. Lots to talk about with uh, in that interview. He made a lot of news, especially as it relates to Democrats being opposed. To faith. You talk about the Democratic Party being opposed, opposed to faith. So we'll get into all of that. Um, don't forget, uh, we're here at justthenews.com. You can download our podcast uh, there, uh, the Pods Honest Truth, or on Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcast. Also, John Solomon Reports is on the network. Uh, Scott Rasmussen's number of the day, where he gets into a certain poll number of the day. Very interesting. And speaking about interesting, Cheryl Atkinson, hello. Um, she's a always got great trend-setting, informative, and very different and exclusive content on her podcast. So give it all a shout-out and a download or whatever you do in podcast land. I love podcast land. Why not? All right, back in a moment with Franklin Graham here on The Pod's Honest Truth.
0: Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
1: Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Welcome back everybody to the pod's honest truth with David Brody. Time now for our interview with Franklin Graham, the son of Billy Graham. You know him well. He said the uh, prayer at the Republican National uh, Committee convention, the GOP convention, or put another way, uh, Trump's funhouse. Uh, th- th- he uh, delivered it on Thursday. We did this interview at the Museum of the Bible the morning after, so on Friday, so of last week. So when you hear this interview, and I ask about how the prayer went, and what you thought of the speech, you can kind of get the context of that. It's coming the morning after all of this. But we get into uh, quite a bit more, including Democrats and where the Democratic Party has uh, gone. Remember, Billy Graham, his father was a lifelong Democrat. Uh, But this is not the Democratic Party that Billy Graham was a part of. It has changed significantly. He'll talk about that he also has a big prayer march coming up at the end of September, we'll talk about that. And of course, Donald Trump, uh, has he put it, been put in office for such a time as this? As you might imagine, Franklin Graham says, of course he has, but there is a lot more to that answer. I think you'll be interested in what he had to say. Here's Franklin Graham on the Pod's Honest Truth. Franklin Graham, good to see you again, sir. Thank you. Uh, tell me a little bit about what that was like uh, at the White House. Uh, well, let's start with your, your prayer. Uh, What was it like to do that, to pray and to not only pray, but what went into that and what you were trying to convey through that prayer?
0: Well, first of all, uh, it's an honor uh, to be asked uh, to pray at an event like that. And if the Democrats had asked me to pray at their convention, I certainly would have done that, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, It gives us a chance to to focus uh, our nation toward God. And our nation needs God today more than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've taken God out of our schools. So we've taken him out of government. And just look at uh, our country today and, and what that has produced. Uh, our country is in moral trouble, economic trouble, political trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the problems that we face as a nation are incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need God's help. Uh, we've, we've got to have his help. And so to be able to, to focus the nation for a couple of minutes uh, and uh, have people turn their eyes to God for a couple of minutes last night, uh, I was honored to have that opportunity.
1: Talk to me a little bit about the personal relationship you have with this president. Uh, it's special, it's different. It goes back a while. I, I did a book, The Faith of Donald Trump, and when I was speaking to the president, he talked about you and, and Billy Graham, and that goes back to his father and all of that.
0: Well, he, uh, the, 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 you know, the President Trump is a, a very loyal person and a very uh, un, a unique individual. Uh, he was thinking about running, I don't know about, uh, I think it was around 10, 12 years ago. And I was being interviewed by Christina Ann Ampour in New York City. And, and at that time, uh, Donald Trump had some uh, very good ideas. Mm-hmm. And so she mentioned Donald Trump. I said, well, I think he's got some good ideas. Well, um, that kind of took her back. And uh, he called me later that day. He's, he was watching that. And he thanked me for the nice things I said. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, a couple of minutes with Christiane on a board, uh that started uh, kind of a relationship with Donald Trump. And uh, I invited him to my father's 95th birthday uh, celebration, and he came uh, with Melania, never dreaming that he'd be the president of the United States one day. So um, all of this, I believe, is a, a, God has a purpose. And uh, so I just appreciate the fact that the president um, respects people of faith, wants people of faith around him, and he himself is a man of faith. He believes in God. Mm-hmm.
1: What did you make of the president's speech, uh, the acceptance speech at the White House on Thursday night?
0: Well, I think he, I think he covered all the bases. <laughs> and and the president has, who, who would want this job, to be honest with you? <laughs> uh, like he said, I had a good life. And to give that up for this, um, you know, I, he's doing it for my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And my children, his grandchildren, and he's doing it for the future America. He, he wants our grandchildren to have the same opportunities that he had uh, growing up. And he realizes that uh, if he doesn't get in here and fight for this country, uh, this country is not going to be the same five years from now. It's going
1: to be a socialist country. The last two weeks we've seen the Democrats' convention, we see the Republicans' convention. Can you give us a compare and contrast? What have you seen from a faith perspective or a lack thereof, potentially? I know the Democrats, we reported at CBN about them taking under God out of the pledge in a couple of their caucuses, the LGBT and the Muslim caucus. What do you make of what we saw from the Democrats faith-wise and and the Republicans? The Democrats
0: um, are really, if anything, they are opposed to faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say, I'm, uh, there, are, there are millions of Democrats in this country that are wonderful people. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about, my father was a Democrat, okay, mm-hmm. all of his life, uh, never switched parties. But uh, he saw the, the party that uh, he grew up in changing and uh moving to the left and that's what it's done and so the the democratic party today is a a party of the left Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a socialist party they want socialism for this country Mm -hmm. and so the, the 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 choice this election is is clear it's not confusing it's clear uh you can vote socialism or you can vote for uh, of the America that we grew up in and uh, that he wants
1: to take us back to. You are a straight shooter for sure. What do you make of the debate going on in the church about those who will vote for uh, Trump and, and some who just can't get there based on what they call character issues? I, I know, for example, and you knew I would bring this up about uh, your, your daughter is very outspoken for the president. And then of course you have a niece who wrote a pretty scathing editorial. It's affected families, yours and, and mine and many others. Well, I I understand people have different opinions in the evangelical
0: community. I'm not a spokesman for them. Uh, I'm just just one person. Uh, And so there's a lot of opinions and ideas and views. And and unfortunately, the people that don't know the president, uh, some of them have negative views that they have, 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 gotten those views from a negative press Mm. uh, that that, that is controlled by the socialists. And so they've kind of bought into that. And that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, uh, I'm not a spokesperson. I'm just going to uh, do what I believe God's called me to do. And I'm going to call things the way I see them.
1: And speaking about what God has called you to do, September 26, I want you to talk about this rally here in Washington. Mm I say a rally. It's really a prayer event.
0: It's a prayer march. Tell me. And we're going to start uh, just right down the street here at the Lincoln Memorial mm-hmm. and uh, come from the Washington Memorial right down here to the Capitol. And uh, I'm asking people to join me. We don't have any speakers, mm-hmm. uh, don't have uh, um, um, any stage or Presentation. Um, other people preaching or whatever. We're coming to pray. Mm-hmm. And I'm just asking people, join me and let's, let's pray and let's fill this city with people who are willing to pray for this country, to pray for the, the president, to pray for all of our leaders, our Democrats and Republican. Mm-hmm. And what I want to do is just cover this, this city with prayer. Mm-hmm. And as we march down the mall, if people want to break off and go down side streets and just pray for the various government buildings that are there and just the people that are in it to pray for them, uh, that's what we're wanting to do, to bring thousands and thousands of people into the city mm-hmm. to pray on the 26th of September. The only hope for this country is God. Uh, Donald Trump can't turn it around. Um, Biden uh, isn't going to turn around. Uh, only God can do this, okay? And we need God's help. And uh, the Democrats have taken God pretty much out of uh, out of government. And there's a lot of Republicans that won't take God out of government. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Uh, but we just thank I just thank God that we've got a president who's, who, who wants God, uh, uh, not only in his administration, but he wants to see God, more of God here
1: in, in Washington. I say this with all due respect. You've been around for a while. Uh, and with that, there have been other times in this nation, many times where you and, and many others have asked folks to pray. Uh, why, why now even more so? It seems like we're at a real crossroads here. I know we've been at crossroads before, but what's going on here spiritually, especially as it relates to right now in our country?
0: Well, the changes that, 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 are, are, that are, the left want to make and taking us into socialism is going to affect the church. Uh, mm. The government will, will begin to tell the church Uh, how they can be the church. Mm -hmm. And they'll close the church down in many places. Uh, We see right now uh, because of COVID, the government trying to tell the church that they cannot meet and the constitution gives us that freedom to do that. But because of COVID, they said we can't meet. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, that's not in the constitution. Uh, and that the government is beginning to to, to do this. And it's, it's frightening to see it uh, taking place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I just think that uh, we need to speak up. We need to stand. Uh, I'm asking Christians to take a stand this year. Let's don't be afraid. Let's don't try to be politically correct. Mm-hmm. Let's just take a stand for what we believe God wants us to do. And let's don't be afraid. Uh, and we need to speak out in this, in this country. A uh, hundred years ago, mm-hmm. um, Churches were the political leaders pastors were the political leaders of their communities right and, and what 's happened the government has shut the mouths of the pastors mm-hmm. uh, the Johnson amendment and i 'm just encouraging churches to, 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 and pastors to speak up
1: and be the leaders in your community that you need to be seems like we've given uh, or the, the state many officials in California and other places liberal officials have taken kind of given inch take a mile. And it seems like they're in a nefarious situation as it relates to COVID in churches. This is the beginning, it seems.
0: Well, and I appreciate John MacArthur. Uh, mm. uh, he, he went along with the government for a couple of months and, and did what he was asked to. And finally, he just said, you on all of you guys. You know, I'm gonna go back uh, to, to preaching and we're gonna go back to worshiping and singing praises to God. And,
1: uh, and he did it. Mm. And uh, I, I, I just like his boldness. There are all sorts of colors in heaven, black, <laughs> white, brown all under the sun. Talk to me about racial division in this country and how it is not just tearing our country apart, but even within the church environment, within the faith community, it seems like there's just divisions that need to be healed. Well, There's no question there's division. And we
0: need to be working on this. Uh, And all of us need to work together on this. Uh, the, the left wants to divide us. Mm. Uh, they want us to be at each other's throats. You know, we cannot allow that to happen.
1: Mm. And what do you think is going to eventually be a difference maker here? I mean, obviously God, but in terms of what we can do as individuals in terms of uh, loving our neighbor and, and coming together uh, as one country?
0: Well, I, I think what happens is you know, we'll do something for one or two events. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of move on and we think we've done our part. Mm -hmm. It has to be part of our everyday life and uh, looking out for our neighbor. When uh, Jesus gave the story of the Good Samaritan that had beaten and robbed and left on uh, life's Road, first of all, a Samaritan was uh, an outcast Mm -hmm. and he stopped to help a Jew. And uh, Jesus made the guy who was kind of the outcast, the hero of the story. Hmm. And uh, the religious leaders weren't the heroes. They're the ones who had passed by and chose not to get involved. But uh, a Samaritan stopped and helped and cared for the man and took him to an inn, paid for it. He said, I'll be back in a couple of days. If you, if you spend more than this, I'll, I'll reimburse you, but just take care of the guy. Hmm. And uh, it's something we have to be willing to do. It has to be part of our life every day, helping those that are around us in our community looking out for those that are less fortunate, maybe people of of different color skin, but we just have to, this has to be part of our life. We just have to do it every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, there there doesn't need to be racial divide within the church. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ is the head of the church Mm -hmm. and we're all uh, under his authority. Mm Um, so I would just encourage uh, uh, Christians to let's let's pay attention to one another. Let's help one another. Right. Let's defend one another. Let's stand up for one another. And when somebody's down, then we let's go help them get up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's who we need to be as the body of Christ, in my opinion.
1: Right. Whether you're black or white, your blood no, is still our, your blood is still red either way for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, on this president, you know, I have asked before about. Is, has God put Trump in office for such a time as this? And there are many folks that believe obviously, well, obviously he has. What happens if he loses? Then, then, then what, what's gonna happen here exactly? Well, first of all, uh, he's gonna lose
0: uh, at some point. I mean, uh, he's- In 24
1: he's, years, 36 Well, I mean, he's
0: uh, just his age. I mean, he's, I think God brought him here for this season, mm-hmm. uh, for these four years. I'm just asking that God would uh, spare this country for another four years to give us a a little bit more time uh, to do the work before the storm hits. And I believe the storm is coming. And uh, you're going to see Christians uh, attacked. You're going to see churches closed. Uh, You're going to see a a, a real hatred expressed toward people of faith. Uh, That's coming. And, And Jesus told us, He said, you will be hated uh, by all people, because of me, and if we're going to stand for the name of Christ, the world will hate us, and uh, and that's coming. Uh, right now, in the last of uh, my lifetime, it's been popular to be a Christian. Uh, when Jimmy Carter became president, he was you know born again for president. Uh, Chuck Colson wrote his book uh, Born Again, and uh, that was popular. Mm-hmm. But we're now shifting, and our country is now at a point where. Christians are looked down on because of how we're treated in the
1: media, mm-hmm.
0: and it's going to get worse.
1: So you're saying it's coming, whether or not Trump loses now or gets a second term. At some point, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yes. Yeah. But my final question, and I was struck by something Charlie Kirk said right at the beginning of the Republican National Convention. It was pretty over the top language, but it was it was, it resonated with me. He said that Donald Trump is the bodyguard of Western civilization, and to me, there seems to be some truth in that as it relates to he. Like he's, he, now we know he can't fix it. God has to fix everything, or, or needs to fix everything. But he was standing at the gates. It's like Trump is like trying to hold back what you're talking about here.
0: Well, well first of all, uh, God uses uh, men. He works through men. Yeah. And I believe uh, Donald Trump is the president uh, for a reason. I think God has put him in this position, mm-hmm. and he is. Uh, he, is uh, he is Western civilization as we have known it. Uh, he is... He is defending that. Uh, there is no other world leader on the stage defending Western civilization. Uh, President Trump is defending it.
1: My last question to you, what's your charge to evangelical Christians this November uh, as it relates to, not so much voting, but, but what they can do spiritually to get, to get girded and, and built up for what potentially would, could be coming?
0: Well, first of all, for this November, it is voting, <laughs> <laughs> okay. and, and, and that's what we do. We better vote. Uh, every vote counts. And I've had people tell me, listen, you know, my vote doesn't count. Yes, it does. And remember when George W. Bush was running against Al Gore, mm-hmm. uh, the whole election dis- was decided in Florida by just a handful of votes, and they were, they were looking at what they called hanging chads. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, every vote counts. And uh, this election could be won or lost by just a handful of votes. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage Christians to go. I'm not telling you how to vote, but pray before you vote. And when you go in there, just pray as you think God is leading you and directing you. Mm. Franklin Graham, thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Franklin Graham here on the Pod's Honest Truth. Uh, Some final thoughts before we leave you. Look, a lot of folks always ask me this question, and and evangelicals writ large get asked this question a lot. If God put Donald Trump in office for such a time as this, well, then what about Barack Obama? Did God put Barack Obama in office? Uh, Hello? The answer is yes, absolutely. Uh, God is in control of all things, all events. It's called Providence. Uh, and people like Mike Pence and Frank Franklin Graham, myself, uh, evangelical after evangelical, line them up all in a church and they will say that God indeed controls these events. And look, if you think about it, would we have Donald Trump if we didn't have Barack Obama in office? I mean, the truth of the matter is, probably not. I mean, Donald Trump really not only wasn't going to run based on the fact that he had thought about running before, but this time around, he saw what was happening under Obama and wanted to run. But beyond all of that, uh, it it just seems to me that you, you can't cherry pick God, right? I mean, you can't have this deal where you know, well, God has put Trump in office, but he didn't want Obama in office. Look, everything is there for a reason. I can just tell you simply this, whether it's Trump or whether it's Obama, it doesn't matter. The bottom line, I, when I say it doesn't matter, let me be clear. I'm not talking about from a policy perspective. I'm talking about from a spiritual endgame perspective, because evangelicals believe and know that in the Bible, they understand how the story ends. Uh, As they like to say, we win, as in believers in Jesus win. Jesus comes back. uh, Read it at the end of Revelation. You'll get the whole picture, and you'll understand that the way evangelicals see it. That's the Pod's Honest Truth. Until next time, America.